Yes, <laughs> this is the gay summer, <laughs> the gay summer ever. We'll just have to be the big gay podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool. Uh, we have so much news this week before we even go into these episodes, guys. Can't even tell you. Uh, it was first, a nerd overload, yeah. <laughs> a Marvel Seriously. overload. I've got like a page of news. It's ridiculous. Um, but first of all, I should say, Andy, have you seen? Where are you up to in the in the uh, season? Oh, I have just got to the two episodes we're discussing today. Nice. nice. So you haven't seen the last two. Nice. No. So we're all on on the same spot because I also haven't uh, seen the end. Um, also, we haven't released last week's episode yet, but that will be released. Uh, uh, tonight uh, or early tomorrow morning just for our listeners not that it matters because you would have heard it already but really, I'm just telling my co-host I don't know why I said that I'm going to edit it out guys I don't know what I'm on about anyway <laughs> uh, let me have another swig of my coke hang on right. cool, cool, cool. okay so news guys so I don't know if you guys knew there was a little thing that happened this uh, weekend it was San Diego Comic Con and Marvel were in Hall H. So we knew there was going to be loads and loads and loads of goodies. And I had written down the news that came out of uh, of Hall H. I'm going to go through it super quick. And feel free to jump in at any point with okay. yays or nays or your thoughts or anything. Okay? Yep. Okay. So David Harbour is not playing the thing. <laughs> so we thought he was playing thing. Then he wasn't playing thing. And then maybe he was. Apparently, in uh, Black Widow, it's been confirmed he is going to play the character of Red Guardian. I have no idea who that is. Uh, Florence Pugh has been confirmed to be playing Yelena Belova, which we thought before. Uh, the villain will be Taskmaster, and um, a portion of the action will take place in Budapest, which has obviously had a lot of mentions in the MCU, so that's pretty exciting. We'll finally see Budapest. Uh, we got the big announcement about the next Thor film, Thor number 4, uh, directed by uh, Taika Waititi, which is awesome. And it's going to be called Thor, Love and Thunder. I love the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I love the logo. Excited. It's so, yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, and Tessa Thompson was on stage and she talked about being Valkyrie and how Valkyrie is now the king of Asgard. And the first thing she's going to want to do is go and look for her queen. Yes. So I'm guessing mm-hmm. that is their way of saying, yay, first LGBTQ character. Um, out which they kind of an out one, yes, yes, come yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we also got, uh, I don't know if they definitely, I think they said it, but uh, Natalie Portman returning and playing Thor as well, playing Lady Thor, yeah. which is kind of interesting. 
It's just weird because she said she was pretty much done with Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> she thought she, yeah, but well. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad like, she's back. I th- yeah. I thought, and I don't remember where I read this, so don't, whatever. It's it's not, not a big deal. But I swear there were behind-the-scenes issues that happened, and that's yeah. why she was done with Marvel. So if those, whatever that was, got taken care of, I'm sure it wasn't something that she didn't want to do um, any Marvel films anymore. I think it was something where she was kind of taking a stand against something, and that's why she right. didn't do it. So if they cleared all that up, then I think she, that's obviously why she's back. So yeah, well, maybe she finally saw Thor three and saw <laughs> yeah. the direction they were taking. It's like, and it's like, I want to oh. work with Korg. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do hope it goes in that direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rumple the wit. I'm a bit. I'm a bit skeptical. I have to say about the uh, the female Thor thing. I'm, I'm more interested in in characters where there's a, a background mm-hmm. um, taken into context. And um, yeah, yeah. Surely there's some sort of um, female attributes of of the god. It would be more. I'll wait. I'll wait. I reserve my judgment. I'm going to go see it. Um, Natalie Portman's going to be interesting. Yeah, I mean that is that is from the comics, though, right? Isn't there a female Thor? Yeah, it's last say, year or two. The thing I'm worried about is yeah, yeah, it was last year. The the, the, the thing that wor- I mean, I've got nothing against the female Thor. The thing that worries me is in the comics she became Thor, I think, because Thor was found uh, unworthy to wield. Mjolnir and then yeah. a new Thor had to step in so she stepped in as Thor and it kind of I'm worried that they're going to make Thor unworthy again and that worries me because of how I think it kind of undoes a little bit his character development in Avengers Endgame yeah. where he doesn't feel worthy and then he finds out at the end he is still worthy and for them to kind of go back on that I think would be a shame but we don't know how they're going to do it, so yeah. that's my only. I, I feel like that is uh, typical of that character. I feel like we've seen our current version of Thor multiple times in multiple movies, not yeah. be worthy and then be worthy in some way, shape, or form. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is their way of like kind of finally being done with that, <laughs> that as a storyline. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, either way, yeah. I'm seeing it. I mean, it's. Definitely. Of course, it won't be the first we've had Beta Ray Bill. Um, oh, we need to get Beta Ray Bill. Please, Beta Ray Bill. It'd be awesome. Uh, so, in other news, the What If animated series will debut summer 2021. Uh, it's basically got all the voices of everyone who's ever been in an MCU by the looks. Um, but the new voice is Jeffrey Wright as Iwato the Watcher, which is awesome. Ooh. That's really good casting. I love Jeffrey Wright, he's great. Uh, the Hawkeye series will debut towards the end of 2021 or the start of 2022 and will introduce the character of Kate Bishop, yes. which is very much rumoured, which is awesome. So it looks like it's going to be the, the logo for it is very inspired by the Matt Fraction, David Adger run yes. of Hawkeye, which is amazing. So yeah, I was not interested in this in the Hawkeye series necessarily until mm-hmm. the news about um, introducing Kate Bishop. Now I'm I'm in. I like want to see it for sure. What if we get pizza dog, Tammy? No, oh, we have to get the dog. Yeah. <laughs> pizza dog has to be in it. Oh. Uh, in what might be the best uh, title for a Marvel film ever, 
Doctor Strange 2 will be called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. I love that so much. <laughs> oh, it makes me so happy. It's great. It um, sounds like it's really gone down the horror route. Yeah, it's going to be PG-13 horror, um, which, which is cool, uh, which is, is, is hardcore horror for me. Hail MCU. Satan! Uh, yeah, I'm like, no, make it make it R-rated. <laughs> Come on, let's do it. Um, and Scarlet Witch is going to be a co-star, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I like nice. that she's getting sort of a bigger a bigger role in these films, uh, particularly if we don't have like an Avengers film. Uh, the Shang-Chi movie will be called Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, they have now found their Shang-Chi. It's an actor called Simu Lu. Lu? Lu? Simu Lu. Yeah. I've murdered that, that name. I'm sorry. Uh, he will be playing Shang-Chi. Uh, Tony Long will be playing the Mandarin, the real Mandarin, which is awesome casting. And Aquafina is going to be in it. Yay! Yeah, I love Aquafina. So it's a cool cast. Yeah, it's a cool cast. I'm interested to see what they do. Uh, One Division, one of the other TV series, which I. I'm kind of confused about what this thing is. I'm even more confused now because they've confirmed that Tiora Paris will be playing the adult Monica Rambeau, who was introduced in um, in Captain Marvel. Hmm. So it's like, cool. No, I'm glad she's in it, but I, I, I have no idea what this show is. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier TV series, they've confirmed that Daniel Brühl will be back as Baron Zemo from Captain America Civil War, which is good, because I thought he was a really... Um, in uh, completely unsurprising news whatsoever, the Fantastic Four film is being developed, of course. They haven't actually announced sort of any any definite like it's being developed at the moment. The Eternals cast was confirmed. We've got Angelina Jolie as Thena, Richard Madden as Icarus, Kamal Nanjani as Kingo, Sama Hayek as Ajak, and a few other people as well, which is cool. Uh, and then... Um, my thing that I was really excited about, and it kind of links in with the Defenders, is our old pal, Cottonmouth Mahershala Ali, is playing Blade. Yes. Yay! <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. And that's <laughs> such awesome casting. I know, it's a great casting, but it'll be like, you look like that guy who used to yeah. hang out in Harlem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, this, is in the, this leads to the last bit of news, which is more of a theory, but I do like these random theories that get touted as news by news sites and this one amused me and it basically there was a, a a very clickbaity video i saw i can't i can't remember it was from it might be comic book movie.com someone like that that basically said mcu multiverse confirmed and i was like what so i clicked on that and they basically said um oh no it said mcu uh, uh marvel netflix multiverse confirmed and uh, i clicked on that and then was, they've now confirmed the multiverse with the title of the Doctor Strange movie. Plus, Mahershala Ali is playing Blade when he was previously Cottonmouth. This confirms that the Marvel Netflix shows took place in the multiverse, uh, in a different universe. And that's why the snap never happened. But I was like, but I thought it took place in all universes. Am I being wrong? So they're basically arguing that that's why there wasn't that much crossover between the Marvel Netflix shows and the MCU is because they were in an alternate universe. Mm, or timeline. All that, but... Or something. Tell me your thoughts. Science. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, 
I'm excited, and I guess, but I honestly just don't think they're going to address it at all. Yeah, <laughs> that's my take, is I think it's just, it's not going to be a thing, and whatever. Like, it's I fine. Mean, <laughs> I think he was... He was a big part of Luke Cage, but not really. He was only in six, six episodes. But also, you've they got like um, you got um, uh, Maria Dillard showing up in Captain America: Civil yeah, War. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know it's not the first time this has happened. Hey, look, and... they say everyone has a doppelganger. That's just. The right <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing these characters that we've and actors that we've seen in the movies mm-hmm. go and do TV yeah. shows which might more fit the sort of single episode um, condensed format of the comics. Whereas if you look at DC, we have uh, same characters in our TV series who are quite, quite different from, from uh, the films. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of phase four seems to be TV. Like, I don't know if like black Panther two and captain Marvel two is that phase five, I guess, or, I don't know, or unless they just didn't really mention them, yeah. you know, because they're going to be later. I don't know. They said that yeah, this I mean, this phase is all about new beginnings because people question why there's no Avengers film, and apparently they said it's because it's about new beginnings. I, which that, I mean, that makes sense. I I don't know if I want any more Avengers film. I don't mind anything that's like a big movie that incorporates all these characters and new things that they're coming up with and and putting out there but i feel like avengers in my heart kind of uh died i guess with some of the characters (laughs) so i just i want them to do something different yeah so i don't mind a big collaborative movie but but i don't necessarily need it to be Avengers. yes it should be defenders oh Starring us. Uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this week we will be discussing Jessica Jones, Season 3, Episode 10, a.k.a. Hero Pants. I hope you guys are wearing your hero pants today. This was uh... written. <laughs> Will's that. like, I'm not wearing any pants. <laughs> this was written by Hilly Hicks Jr. and Jamie King, directed by Sanford Bookstaver. And it says Jessica wrestles with her emotions as she tries to untangle herself from a murder investigation. And then after that, we have episode 11, a.k.a. Hellcats. This was written by Jane Espenson of Buffy yeah. fame, I'm guessing. Wow. She's cool. Yeah, which is really cool. Directed by Jennifer Getzinger. Trish revisits her troubled childhood with Dorothy while plotting to stop Salinger and stamp out evil across the city. So, guys, let's yeah. talk about our <laughs> girl, Jessica. Uh, spoiler alert. Same, same well. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I was like, spoiler alert on my opinion for the second episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Hellcat? Hell no. Anyway. Uh, so, we start off with Jessica is an alias, uh, ignoring calls because the police are still searching for her place. And they quiz her about her conversation with Nussbaumer. I kept forgetting this guy's name. I have to keep writing it in my notes in full because I just couldn't remember his surname, this this cop. So I'll probably call him Cop. Uh, Cop, Carl the Cop. Uh, And then they photo Jessica's hands um, and then quiz her about her powers. And they find the case file on uh, uh, Carl the Cop, 
in her drawer and I'm not happy. So Jessica heads off to join Trish at the funeral home. Um, and we meet Jean. What do you guys think of Jean? Jean, he means well. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad. He's just doing his job, guys. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, when he says he says something like, Dorothy improved every life she touched. I was like, shut up, Jean. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he doesn't know, obviously, with Trish, but uh, when you see everyone at the funeral, everyone else seemed to just adore her, and she did good for everyone else. Yeah. It's unfortunate that she just didn't do good for Trish. Or Jessica. It almost makes it more, or Jessica. It just makes it more sad. Yeah. Uh, Also, Dorothy wanted Trish's songs to be playing at the the funeral. (laughs) You imagine yes. at the funeral, the caskets being lowered, and you just hear, hey, hey, I want you cray cray. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, no. <laughs> or it's Patsy. Oh, oh, man. I like that uh, we're getting that extra um, dimension on Dorothy. Yeah. She's yeah. Um, done a lot of good for a lot of people. Yeah. And they really, they don't try and make her into a saint in the um, flashbacks in the next episode either. Because we sort of, we've said that they, I I can't remember who it was saying, they didn't like the fact that they're making her into more of a likeable character this season. But I mean, they do have her in the next episode um, physically abusing Trish. She's like pinching her and smacking her and stuff. So, you know, they, I like that they still kept that in. They didn't just, I don't know, try and deify uh Dorothy yeah and and I just I don't know like to me I I don't think that they if if they were or if people felt they were trying to make her a, a better person on the show I, I I don't know for the for a fact I'm not in the writer's room but I feel like what they were really trying to do is just flush her out as a character because they're trying to show like she wasn't pure evil yeah and she wasn't yeah but she wasn't necessarily a good person either. And that just made her human. Yeah. Which, you know, I have, uh, we don't want to think of it, but, you know. Um, uh, I, I took to, I heard he was a, uh, he robbed drug dealers. So I started picturing him. I started referring to him as Omar from The Wire. <laughs> from um, The Wire. <laughs> I noticed uh, Jessica had quite a big file on him for like a day's work. So she yeah. must do a lot of printing. And speed reading. Yeah, it just must have been really. It wasn't. It wasn't her file. It was, was Eric's Eric. file. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh. Eric had all the info. Eric's got all the info on everyone. Bit creepy, Eric. Just saying. Still fancy you, but you're a bit of a creep. Uh, I wonder how many. You know, Dorothy did help people, and it was like good. I was thinking, I wonder how many people she screwed over while she was helping those people, because you kind of see her with Trish later, like how she's sure. yeah. Oh, uh, what if um, what was it? Was it Carrie Ann or whatever the the girl was who got screwed out because she had chicken pox? What if she turned up at the funeral? <laughs> <laughs> I should have been Patsy. Yeah, that that bitch ruined my career. <laughs> Uh, so Jessica finds Trish outside arguing with the detectives and uh, tells Trish that uh, the that she thinks that Eric killed the cop, but the cops think that it was Jessica. And then Jessica texts Eric. Um, and then this is the start of the detectives just sitting outside Alias, watching Alias, watching Jessica's every move. Uh, Jessica starts hunting for some memories for her memory board. 
And I think, um, yeah. Andy, you had oh, some trivia about I've this. got some stuff on this, yeah. yeah um, I'm a bit of a yeah. Smiths fan, and one of the tickets she mm-hmm. picks up is a Smiths, uh, 17th yeah. of July, from New York. But, oh no, oh no, they played New York <laughs> four times, uh, Danceteria on New Year's Eve, 1983, two nights, 17th to 18th of June, 85 at the Beacon Theatre, and on August 6th, 86th, 1986, at Hudson River Park, period E4. So, um, yes. <laughs> that, that's some deep diving. That's some deep diving. I love it. Johnny Marr is innocent. <laughs> so where did this gig, this ticket come from, Jessica? <laughs> That's multiverse stuff, in it, I guess. There's multiverse stuff, yes. Anything that doesn't make sense is multiverse stuff. Uh, yeah, and uh, she has. Uh, she looks through all these photos. We see one of her and her brother, and I couldn't remember her brother's name. I feel like it's Kevin, but then I remember that's Kilgrove's name, so I can't remember her brother's name, so I don't remember. I don't know. George, there we go. Uh, and that was quite cute. Yeah, George is always my go-to name, Tommy, if I can't think of a name, as you know. Um, and uh, yeah, she's looking for this memory board. She finds this old camera with some filming, and then Eric enters, uh, knocks on the door, and enters. And she tells him all about uh, Carl the cop. And Eric says, "Hey, well, it wasn't me, but I'm glad he's dead. And now we know that he was there. This is kind yeah. of creepy. <laughs> like looking back on how he I... plays it, I don't know. I'm just like, mm, I don't like the way he played it." Yeah, well, I mean, I guess re-watching the scene in the next episode, it was, or scenes or whatever in the next episode, it was just kind of like, I guess he just didn't know how to act around her without tipping her off. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I I found the whole thing after Carl the Cop died, where Eric's like, the, I feel it, the world is a better place. Obviously, they do that yeah. to help set Trish up to want to like purge the world of evil or whatever she's doing but i found it i I don't know i found it very odd i I don't know i i didn't yeah i I didn't really like that scene i felt Uh, quite stupid for uh dubbing carl the cop omar little when uh, it turns (laughs) out he's actually killing kids and And also we have a character in this these episodes called omar don't we so then it would get very oh yes yes Uh, so then Jessica heads off to go and see Mr. Berman, but sees Jerry instead. Um, Jerry, what is happening with you? We'll talk about you in a bit. Uh, Jessica has been left some uh, little gifts in Dorothy's will, the contents of her liquor cabinet and an old chair. Yeah, and I like when Jessica's kind of doing her thing. Well, that's a dig. That's yeah. what a, a, a dig is. You know. I would like... Um, it, it must be a very comfy armchair. I'd like one of those. Uh, and I love Jessica um, calls Jerry out for her calculating bullshit. It's great. Yep, and I like that she fires her. She officially fires yeah. her. Yeah, brilliant. So good. Uh, so she heads back to Alias. Jillian is writing uh, the obituary for Dorothy. Uh, Jessica asks her to develop the film and Malcolm arrives with this police file and we find out that his badge is missing which is very creepy when we when we know that it's Trish that does it because that's taking a trophy stuff you know yeah that's like Salinger with his little thing of trophies like 
she takes it to say, oh, you don't deserve this, but you're taking something from the body. That's like, that's like serial killer stuff, Trish. That's really creepy. Snark check. We have a series of Jessica interfering with crime scenes and withholding Mm -hmm. evidence every episode. So it's both ways. I know, I know. (laughs) I know. Uh, I'll save the rant for later. Oh, okay. Rant, rant away when you need to. We we will probably be ranting later. I will definitely be ranting about uh, Trish and Jerry. Um, and then uh, Jessica gets a phone call from Dorothy. And like we said, it's nice to hear that people are excited, you know, about Dorothy. And they uh, not excited about Dorothy being dead, but they genuinely liked Dorothy. And it sounds like quite a young... Yeah. First of all, I thought it was a child that phoned up. And then Jessica's like, she's dead. I was like, jeez, Jessica. That's- that's why I thought too. I thought it was a kid. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. When she sort of said, "Oh, I'm really sorry for your loss," I was like, "Is it just a a, a child sounding adult? I don't know." <laughs> like, I just was like, "That's a bit harsh, Jessica." Very adult young. acting child. Maybe. Yeah. Mature child. Uh, Jessica manages to escape Alias and heads over to Eric's with some booze, and they talk about how even if someone is an asshole, it's still hard to bury them. Because they, yeah. you're burying the chance of redemption, I guess, with them, which I thought was a really. Well, it, it's the same thing. I mean, not the same thing exactly, but it's similar to when you um, are in a relationship and you end the relationship, mm-hmm. whether it's your choice or their choice. You look back on it and you are burying the person you wish that they were, mm-hmm. and not the actual person that they were. Yeah, and it's it's. Yeah. There's a really lovely line, um, uh, Jessica on Dorothy's domestic abuse, which is, uh, no one's ever who you need them to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really well delivered. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, I, I really like this little moment. I thought it was great. And they have a little kissing session. Even though Jessica thinks yeah. that he might be a murderer. <laughs> like, Jessica, what are you doing? Uh, so when he's asleep, she has a little snoop through his stuff. And she finds all these files on uh, on all these guys that he's looking into. And uh, she thinks he's trying to be a vigilante and leaves. And then she updates Malcolm and Gillian and sends the pics to Malcolm. And is like, hey, look into this for me, please. Yeah. And, and then I love this moment as well. In her room, she goes to pick out the funeral outfit. And this is when she has her yep. first proper cry. I thought that was so I beautifully performed. Love it. So good. Just her reflection. So we never see her that vulnerable. It was so beautifully performed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. And on a lighter note, I really like her coat. Yeah. And I like that it's a trench coat. It's very noir. It suits the character. Uh, so then we get them arriving at the funeral home. Trish is writing the eulogy and just can repeats Eric words back to Trish about you know it's he's kind of saying those words those words back to him and uh and then we get this very strange kind of funeral because you've got Jessica knowing the police are going to come up and pick her up any minute I thought she was gonna like have to run out of there you've got Trish is kind of out of it um you've got a closed casket which I know Dorothy would not want um, because she, Dorothy was so narcissistic. It probably kills her. She has to have a closed casket funeral. Um, and then you've got this memory board it, it just covered. It kills her, Claire. Really? Really, Claire? It, kills it literally her. kills her, Tammy. 
She's down there. She's, you know, she's there going, oh, curses, it's killed me a second time. Uh, and then we get this story about this weird day that uh, that Trish, uh, Jessica and Dorothy had, which was a day where they actually felt like a normal family, even though everything went wrong. I loved it. I can. I yeah, I liked it as well. Yeah. Yeah. The picture of the shoes, feet, it was cool. And Jessica, I didn't get when she picked up on that Trish might be the one that that killed Carl the cop. It's something Trish said, and I didn't make a note Let's of it. Let's see but then if I know she had bruises on her own. Yeah, exactly. but it's before yeah, she, she says something first, and then Jessica kind of reacts. Uh, and then she looks at Trish's hands and sees the bruised wrists. Okay. But I don't. I didn't get what it was that in Trish's eulogy that kind of made jessica pay attention was it the whole thing about um that she was going to take care of it or she was taught to take care of things Maybe. or something like that yeah it, yeah it might have been something like that yeah uh so then we hear sirens jessica watches trish head home and then stands there all night just staring at the building because the sun comes up i was like jessica that's hardcore like at least get a little a little hideout where you can have a drink or so uh, and this is where we hear the first use of the words, I've got this, in regards to Trish. Uh, but Jessica says it. And Jessica is cornered by the police as she follows Trish, as she kicks a bin in frustration. Not good. Not yeah. good, Jessica. And then gets handcuffed and led away. She didn't jump. She didn't get to jump. I thought she was going to jump away. She's going to fly away, like the boy yeah. who could fly. She did it earlier. She we saw her land earlier in the episode. I'm like, what is her knees just like really <laughs> messed up now from all that? She must have the yeah the weakest knees. You could just kick her in the knee and it would take her down. And she's saying that I think someone in the knee would take her down. That's what took Kingpin down in the Daredevil movie, guys. I'm sure you remember Tammy. Yeah, <laughs> knee, a lot of knee kicking. A lot of knee movie. kicking. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty much all of Jessica. We don't get much of her this week because everything in the second episode is like a repeat. So do you guys have any thoughts on her? It's it's why I also was not fond of the second episode. I'll say that much. Yeah, me too. Good to see, like you were saying, her vulnerability, um, seeing her show emotion for, um, in her own way for Dorothy. Dorothy's gone, even though Dorothy treated her like crap. Yeah. And I like that realization, that whole thing she had the realization about the chair. Yeah. And, you know, that that's, that's why, you know, she got the chair because that's how Dorothy and why Dorothy moved the chair into her room. And I just liked hearing her say these little tidbits of information of the, of her past that we didn't, we didn't know about. So. Yeah. Cause we've only seen a little bit of when Jessica lived with Dorothy, like bits and pieces, not very much. Oh, also, my other note, in general, with this episode between her and Malcolm, why does everyone have the sound on on their phone? Why? Why does she everyone have what? Picture, the sound on on their phone. So she takes <laughs> yeah. pictures in the closet, in uh, Eric's closet. Yep. You can hear it. You can hear the little phone sound, the little camera sound on the phone. Because, I'm like, Tammy, why? how else and... will we know she's taken a photo unless it makes oh. the noise? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> And, and then, like, 
I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's Malcolm is the other one who has his, the sound on when he's doing something on his phone. And I'm just like, why? Why is everyone, got, nobody in the real world it, has their yeah. sound on this much on their phone? I'm totally with you, Tammy. It is one of my biggest nitpicks about stuff. Like when they overuse sounds for technology to show it's being used when nobody does that in the real world. I'm totally with you. Yeah. And it's, it's unnecessary. We've seen that she's taking pictures. Like, we didn't have to have the sound on. Yeah. It was so stupid. I will, so I will give you an, even, even a, an example that really right. bugs me, Tammy, which is in one of your favorite shows. I know you're a super fan. That show is mm-hmm. Covert Affairs uh, on USA Network. <laughs> Characters welcome. <laughs> but there's the character in it. I don't know if I'm a super fan, but okay. <laughs> I remember this really bugged me. There's the character in it who is who is blind, and it's the introduction of his character. And you you the camera goes on obviously to look at the time, but they can't just do that. And so you go, oh, the character's obviously visually impaired. They also have the sound of the watch going, it's ten o'clock or whatever it is. And it's like <laughs> that's not how that works. He wouldn't have to do both. Like, you don't hit a button on the watch to hear the time and feel the hands. It's just, it's it's obviously for people who are like, oh, duh, we might not know that he's touching the handle of the hands of the clock or whatever. It really bugs me. I just wanted to get in a mention of USA uh, characters. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Fair. Your favorite network. Fair. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I don't have any Jessica. Oh, oh go on, go on. Go on. I don't have any Jessica notes um, for this episode, but I do have a check on the missing spleen. Oh, what what do you mean a check on the missing spleen? So um, the missing spleen could explain all Jessica's bad choices in the last (laughs) bunch of episodes. Poor mental focus, mood instability, weak oxygen distribution. But Uh we've only gotten excuses, not the context. Instead, it's been up to specialists and fandom and informed places like this podcast to do the heavy lifting. (laughs) Spleenectomies can lead to hernia. Melissa Rosenberg, I just did your job for you. Your character should be anemic. Yes. And also, are she making bad decisions? Because is the brain in the spleen? Maybe that's it. Maybe she now has brain damage because she lost her spleen and therefore yeah. it's the part of the brain that makes decisions and it went with her spleen. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Oh, who knows? But yeah, that, that, I love the fact they still haven't brought back the spleen. Like just show no, anything, I, just show her having to take her tablets or anything. Look, we're, we're not going to see the spleen again and we're not going to see Oscar and Vito again. Like, all of those things are gone forever. What if the spleen comes back? Comes the, back actual the, spleen, the actual yeah, spleen. The actual spleen. legs. I'm back. Let me just hop back into your body, Jessica. Whee. Oh, it'll be great. All right, well, let's talk about Trish, because, oh, Trish, 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 Trish. Um, she has so a great finger. Pre- she has a great finger for Amara. She has what? She gives Detective Amara the finger. Um, it's, it's a really good finger. Oh, yeah, she does. She does. She does give him a finger. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was pretty, great. Pretty good, yeah. Yeah, she does. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, we... 
basically get the first scene of her that doesn't involve Jessica right at the end of the episode where she's beating this guy to death and then we kind of go into the next episode. These two episodes were quite good to do together because they do obviously yeah, mirror each other a lot. It's like the second and third episode or the first and yeah. second episode, I think. So um, we start episode 11 with uh, Trish's, Trish doing voiceover for her eulogy and that leads into the That's Our Girl uh, auditions with Dorothy and Trish practicing lines and Dorothy getting frustrated with Trish. And this is the start of, I guess, Trish saying, I've got this. Yeah. Um, when it was, and I, I think you said it as well, Tammy, the way Rachel Taylor plays Trish kind of dealing with Dorothy's death, I think she's so good. I think she's she's brilliant yeah. at it. The bit where she's like, talking to Dorothy's body and she says I've got this and then she kisses her I thought was really really good yeah I mean that's the thing it's like I don't Uh, I don't care for the character of Trish and but I think it's mm -hmm. more of a writing storytelling issue because the actress is great yeah she's really even in times I don't like her she is good yeah yeah I think she's really yeah I think she's she's fantastic um it's the same thing with like it's the same thing with uh, Deborah Wall and Karen Page. Don't like the character, love the actress. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So this is when she heads to Salinger, she beats up the cops, kicks down Salinger's door, and just out and out shows him her face and is like, Yep, this is me. So she's gone she's gone there to kill him. She's not expecting that showing him her face is gonna be an issue because he's gonna be dead. Yeah. Like she never was just gonna like take him in. She was always gonna kill him. Um, I like that, uh, I was like, oh, this is where that majestic photo of her came <laughs> yes. from. That black box theater fo- photo came from. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she uh, scratches his face. Ugh. Oh, it's terrible. It's like, terrible. Oh, oh, she gets jam under her fingernails. And then uh, slits his throat. Obviously, Jessica. And we get a few of the scenes again. Um from the previous episode that's the only thing i didn't well not that's not the only thing i didn't like about this episode there were things i didn't like in this episode but i felt like they played the same scenes too much they played like whole chunks of scenes that we've seen in the previous episode particularly when this is a netflix show and most people would binge it it felt very repetitive we already had a trish flashback sorry tammy no no please go yeah yeah. another one yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I I know, like, because Josie had done opinion spoilers, and she had told me, she goes, when you get to episode 11, she goes, the first half is super boring. And she actually almost just shut the episode off and moved to the next episode. Wow. And, uh, yeah, because she was so bored with it. And she so, and when I watched it, I was like, yeah, I could see that. Because it, it, it is, it's just, like, so much repetitiveness that we didn't need. Mm-hmm. We actually could have just moved the things we learned in this episode to the other episode and showed them in a linear fashion versus coming back and re-showing this, these scenes. I, I thought it was a pretty mm-hmm. bold experiment, but, but yeah, ultimately a failed one. Um, a lot yeah. of it was down to the plot choices, the direction, particularly the last eight minutes of each of these episodes, particularly 310, the, the transition, the day, night, day, night, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was confusing. Um, I hadn't a clue what was going on. 
until I got yeah. this. Yeah, I I I feel like the the first half yeah it was super dull because most of it was stuff we'd already seen, like you said, and then even with these Trish flashbacks, I didn't really feel like they revealed anything. I felt like it was stuff we already knew, and they just took too long to tell this little mini story in the flashbacks. You kind of knew exactly where it was going to go. There was no surprises. You knew that she was going to get the role because obviously we know she does. So. I don't really get why they were there. Well, um, I, I, I thought the mirroring was done quite well because um, mm-hmm. I haven't looked at the episode in depth, but um, the last eight minutes, it's it's around about eight minutes. And I think if you went back and, and time streamed them, you'd see a lot of um, a lot of parallels. Uh, it's pro- po- quite possibly been marked out beat by beat, scene by scene. Um, mm-hmm. For, for proper mirroring. Yeah, no, I like I liked it um, for the mirroring, but I just, I, fe- I felt like this episode didn't really bring anything up, uh, until the very end with the stuff with Trish. And I, I didn't really, I don't know. It, it, it felt, it's a shame. It's, it's the episode, it's called Hellcat. We've kind of been waiting for it. Um, I guess where she goes full Hellcat and that she doesn't really it just felt it felt superfluous to me to the rest of the, the season uh, yeah I did like bits out of the flashbacks like in the in this one we get to next which is Trish wearing the red wig and the reason that they casting director I guess has red and you know it's like a gingers unite thing and that's what made him notice her I kind of like that that Dorothy is yeah, and, savvy. And it made her, yeah, and it made her stand out from everyone else. Yeah, because the character was meant to be blonde. But however, when he said to her, is, is your is that your actual hair? And she said, yes. For a second, I was like, is, is, is he, are they actually going to play it that he believes that's the real hair? And then she said, oh, she paid enough for it. I was like, oh, phew. Because that was the most wiggy wig ever. <laughs> yeah, it looked like it could walk on its own. Exactly. It just walk right off her head. <laughs> exactly. Um, I hadn't what... picked up on 310 mirroring 3-1 until you mentioned it, but definitely 311 and 3-2, which was all, both all Patsy mm-hmm. point of view. And I, I, really, I really enjoyed 3-2. I thought it was a solid possibly the best episode of the season but this was just um contorted and yeah yeah <laughs> I, yeah i enjoyed three i enjoyed the second episode a lot more than this one unfortunately um we get the first kind of i guess trish going out of control uh when she beats up this guy and she hears arguing next door and just throws him out and then just starts furiously working out it was like oh Okay, Trish. Trish is not right. Uh, and then she just goes to the hospital to visit Salinger, who is like, yeah, I'll totally see you. And I was like, stop, guys, stop going to visit Salinger. Jessica, Trish, <laughs> stop. Nothing ever good comes from it. Oh, it's a rant coming by someone. Mm. <laughs> this, this is, is, this one is one a, giant a celebrity who has been all over the news for the past mm-hmm. couple of days because her mother's dead. And she's just swanning about not... The murderer's wing? Yeah. What's yeah, yeah, that? Yeah. 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 She just, uh, it, yeah, it just, be, be smarter, ah! Trish. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It's like everyone, ev- seemingly in this universe, everyone knows who Patsy is. Everyone. Yeah. So how is she getting away from 
going with police coverage and them just allowing Patsy to go in exactly like Andy said with everyone knowing that he theoretically may have just killed her mother. Yeah. Like it makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't, I don't get it. Um, he, he taunts her about his latest achievement, which he left in an obvious place. I really didn't think this place was obvious whatsoever. No. <laughs> I don't know how she worked out where it was. I was like, cause, uh, yeah, I, I, I was like, no, that, that wouldn't be obvious to me, but fair enough. Uh, we get the other flashback where uh, Trish got the uh, for, initially got the role for the best friend character, whose name was Surprise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> surprise. And then uh, Surprise, my name's Surprise. Great. And then Dorothy tells Trish um, that she won't, ha- she can't have the best friend role. A best friend is just a sidekick, and you're nothing. And I was like, oh, I like that. I like how that mirrors to. You know, because Trish is, you know, she's had comments of being Jessica's sidekick and she doesn't just want to be a sidekick because Dorothy's yeah. kind of instilled in her that that's you're nothing if you're just a sidekick. So I like yeah, I, I like that. The, I think for those kind of reasons, I see why they did this and went back mm-hmm. to, to her growing up, because we also have that thing where Jessica told her that you are who you are because of Dorothy. Yeah. So I, I guess fine but I, as a whole it was unnecessary to do a whole episode about yeah. it yeah to make these this one this one point kind of i guess a clip uh, show it, it, yeah, yeah it really is yeah uh in the next scene uh is where she finds the the photo and this photo of dorothy is oh imagine finding that photo of your mom and knowing that's yeah. when she was being murdered it's awful it's awful. Yeah, I did put, what an asshole he is. <laughs> he is. He's, oh, he's worse. <laughs> As if we weren't clear if he was a bad guy. <laughs> now we know. <laughs> I'm, I have to say the guy, uh, Jeremy Bob, playing Salinger, has really won me. Um, yeah, he's I great. think he's been the standard of this series. And he's, he's, he's really been good for the show. And I felt it hadn't really got over David Tennant. Yeah. Um, and uh, Bob has a kind of Marlowe Stanfield esque anonymity to him. He's 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 got no powers, um, and he, he's bloody formidable. Yeah, he frightens so me. Creepy. He frightens me. Yeah, yeah, he's so creepy. I think he's he's great in the role. He's such a great villain. Um, well, and I think that you know that has been some of the negative comments about the show is that, or this season, is that she's going up against a villain who's just human. But that's what I like yeah, about it, absolutely. And that he's that formidable. Yeah, you know, and she, and also this whole thing, you know, she she can't just take him out; she could just murder him. But that wouldn't be her character, and that's not what the season's trying to do. She's really trying to focus on bringing him in the right way so if she did just kill him then it's like well what is her character now? yeah she would just be murderer so yeah she's just basically her her mom i guess yeah yeah no definitely yeah i think he's 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 such a creep um he plays it so well like i'd be interested to see him in other stuff i know he's been in other bits that but i've never seen him in anything else I think he's he's very much the driving force of a, a lot of the narrative in this season, but I, I get the feeling that he's not 
not where the sh- where the conflict that they're interested in exploring is going to. Yeah, I think it's yeah. it's definitely looking more. Uh, well, it's been a Trist Jessica thing for um, a few episodes now. Yeah, well, we've only got like a couple of episodes left. I mean, he's he's going to die next episode, right? You know, yeah, Trish is like, I know, I know who's next. I'm like, oh, Salinger's dead. She's she's gonna murder him. I'm convinced. Uh, well, Eric he's not hasn't out died this season yet. Alive. <gasps> no, Eric, no. <laughs> then I predict Carlos is gonna die last year. <laughs> I think <I'm> <laughs> uh, so we get in the next scene. We get uh, Omar. Omar. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does anybody pick up it that he appears to be some sort of aged white warlock? He had a very <laughs> peculiar <laughs> delivery. An aged white warlock. It's, it is, very it is a weird line. It's a very weird line, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it was kind of said very strangely. I didn't really what, get this little character. Oh, I'll say it now then. His line was... Satan wins when the forces of light stand idly by. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, what? 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 Yeah. So we're going to see, maybe we're going to see Mephisto next episode. <gasps> <laughs> oh, yeah. He'll be making deals with Spider-Man to save Aunt May. We don't talk about that comic book story. It was so bad. I really hope we never get Miss Mephisto in the films, to be honest, because... I don't like that character. He was in we'll just a video game of Dormammu. Dormammu. He was in the video game in the Spider-Man one. No, uh, Avengers. Uh, not Avengers. It was all. It was the game from like ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Marvel Ultimate Alliance. He was one of the villains oh. in that game. Well, I love that game. I was That's replaying like... it. Nice. That's yeah. the, like, the only game you can talk about that I know. <laughs> the third one in the series just came out Friday and I'm looking forward to like playing. I haven't played it yet, but yeah, it's supposed whichever, to be ba- I think it's based the one where there's like a bit where you where, where the villain is arcade and it goes 8 bit and you're driving around in a little arcade in a little go-kart. That's the one I had. That's great. it. I hate that level. <laughs> I was glad when I got through. I always hated that level. I, part... I bought that game just so I could I, I could play as Daredevil, which was a lock uh, an unlockable character. And I yes, I totally went online and found a cheat code so I could play as Daredevil. <laughs> There's a part in that arcade where you're basically I think the game is Pitfall, where you're basically playing, you know, the Marvel characters in Pitfall. But yeah, yeah I, when I went through the game this time, I was mostly Luke Cage. <laughs> Cause nice. I think back in the day, I was mostly X Men, but this time I was doing like Luke Cage and Miss um, yeah. Marvel and characters like that. Me and uh, Amanda, who I played with, my old housemate, we used to be. I was always Daredevil, and she was always Storm when we played oh, that yeah. game. That was yeah. great. Just seeing Storm driving a little like dodgem car around was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we so Trish visits uh, Eric and tells him that he can make everything right. He can put the bad guys away instead of blackmailing them. And Eric's like, I don't want to do it. Oh, but okay, yeah, I will. <laughs> Everyone's making bad decisions. Everyone. Maybe the uh, whole lost spleens. 
<laughs> they've all lost their spleens. Doctor Spleen's been out of There's a serial spleen thief on the <laughs> rounds. They're all going to wake up in uh, in uh, tubs full of ice and be like, "My spleen!" And Doctor Spleen's like, <laughs> uh, and Eric's just filming the confessions. Obviously, they just wanted to confess. But then he, and I couldn't even work out how he accidentally died. Did he like run into a post like a Looney Tunes character and then bump his head or something? My note just reads, and then killed it in the head. Yeah, yeah I don't know what happened. Ca- I don't know either. <laughs> I like, I think I looked down for a second and then he was dead and I didn't yeah. want to rewind. <laughs> yeah. That pizza was really good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was kind of just lying on the ground and his head was bleeding and I was like oh I guess he's dead like okay fair enough and Eric feels the buzzing laughing like a maniac I did actually quite like this because yeah. if if you had a headache constantly and it went I'd be quite happy as well yeah despite the circumstances uh, and he says the world is lighter and better and obviously that's enough for Trish to be like. I'm gonna save the world. Yeah, she's like, "You're welcome. You're welcome." I right away got thinking of that uh, Bill Hicks skit. Uh, I just felt the world get lighter. Lighter. We lost a moron. Woo! Put on the hammer album. I'm ready to dance. We lost a moron. We lost a moron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trish visits um, uh, Eric later to update him. They both get panicked, obviously about. The fact that um, Jessica is suspected by the cops. So Eric suggests uh, Eric suggests roughing up someone else to give Jessica an alibi. And then I put <laughs> Eric goes asshole hunting. Phil McNulty. Which it seems like he didn't have to go very far. He had a box already ready to go. Asshole. Yeah, he's always, or if you need an asshole, you just have to call Eric. He's got mm-hmm. loads. He's got them on 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 retainer. So um, Trish is firmly established as totally screwed up at this stage. Why couldn't the writer's room be writing that rather than adding more trauma and flinging more trauma at her? Why not try and write beyond uh, the being screwed up to that journey beyond? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, this I mean we we'll talk about this episode as a whole as well later, but I mean, obviously, listeners, you can tell none of us are that excited about this episode. <laughs> and unfortunately, it's, yes, mm, I kind of was excited when I saw Jane Espenson's name at the start of the episode, yeah. but I just mm. feel like there's nothing to this episode, which is really sad. We have to talk about the scene where Trish uh, meets up with Hogarth. Hogarth comes to the door because Trish, uh, so Hogarth shows Trish that she knows that she's the master vigilante. <laughs> And shows her the proof. And then Trish, like, pins Hogarth to a post by her foot to the throat. I was like, wow! Yeah. She's bendy. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. It was awesome. <laughs> that was great. Uh, and then Hogarth asks Trish for a favour. She needs her to steal Dimitri's tax records. Um, and, uh, Ho- and then Trish uh, threatens Hogarth when she leaves and says that she stops bad people. This whole season has been like, this person owes me a favour, so I'm going to get them to do this. Or this person, I'm going to blackmail because I have this on them. And if they don't do this, then I'm going to do this. That feels like a very, like, you know, in every episode, there's blackmailing and there's people doing each other favours. So Trish kicks down Jace's door to get a confession from him. 
uh, while Eric waits outside and then brutally beats him up. Make sure she mentions, like, oh, this is worse than Carl the Cop. Did you get that? Did you get that? And once again, she imagines it's Salinger. And then by the time Eric enters, she's literally beating him to death with a baseball bat. And Eric feels him die. Yeah, that is... Ugh. It's like, Trish, what the what the hell? Uh, and then Trish asks if the world is better because she can make the world a better place. Eric says he's done. And she leaves. And as she leaves, Eric feels a buzzing coming from her. Yeah. And then we get the It's Patsy song over the credits, which cut out. And I made sure I watched the entire credits and sang along with the song. Because <laughs> it's great. <laughs> there was a very odd line um, as Trish was beating Montero to death. Um, she says she shouts how many died, and he says ten. I'll pay. Mm. It seemed very sloppy delivery, or just very yeah. bad editing. It was, yeah. It was, yeah. I felt like that a lot with this episode, though. Like we were saying, like there's a lot of moments that just don't work, delivery-wise. Like that moment, you're right, and like the Omar one earlier as well. Um, any notes on Trish, guys? What thoughts on Trish? Where it's going to go from now? Yeah, I, I, I mentioned. You, it, I think, you're last you're on time. the. Yeah, you mentioned it last last mm-hmm. week, Tammy. Yeah, I just think they're going to end up with her against Jessica, which is what you originally thought, Claire. <laughs> yeah. And I, I hate that. I really, really hate it. <laughs> is is one of them going to die, or is Trish going to be redeemed, or is Trish going to end up on the raft, or I don't what's going to happen? I don't think that they would have her kill Trish off, but... No. You know, I, I'm sure they can't have Jessica kill Trish as well, <laughs> like... Yeah, I I think the yeah. most likely outcome is that they'll they'll have her on some sort of path of redemption. Maybe not fully redeemed, but her at least realizing yeah. she needs redemption. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Will, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think she'll be going up against Jessica. I guess I got two episodes, so um, I don't know if they'll redeem her or not. I don't know if they wrote this thinking this would be the end um yeah i don't know i think she'll be going against jessica and jessica will win somehow (laughs) (laughs) maybe she'll end up on the raft kept hearing about it last season and nobody went so yeah it's time yeah she'll be in uh in uh hawkeye's old cell yeah and she'll look down the last episode will be her Sitting in the in the cell, and she'll look down at the bench, and she'll see scratched into it. Hawkeye was here, two thousand and whatever it was, yeah. seventeen, sixteen, and that'll be the end. Uh, right, Hogarth and Malcolm. Um, we can go over them quite quick. Um, my notes basically for them are: What are you doing, Malcolm? What are you doing, Jerry? What the hell, uh, Malcolm? Malcolm and 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 Barry, do we think this is the the love story for the for for a generation, Tammy? Yeah, that's it. The, the two of them together are just fantastic. I mean, when their relationship starts off by missing a friend's parents' funeral, just the road to romance. <laughs> also, Zaya was smart to get the fuck out of that relationship, like. 
Yeah. Malcolm is just dragging everyone around him down with him. <laughs> I don't get why he said to Zaya when she was like, is it because I want to be successful and I want to be this and I want to be that? And then he he sort of thought about it and then he said, yes. I don't get why he said that he because that, that, so that I agree. He did that so that way she would leave. He did. He, it was like... It's like when you're pushing her away. Yeah, it's like when you're a school kid and you don't know how to break up with somebody, so you make them hate you, so that way they'll just break up with you. That's what he did. Right. It's like he. I I agree with her that it was cruel. Yeah, Yeah. it was cruel. Yeah, not cool, Malcolm. Um, yeah, and uh, Jerry still seems to maybe have a shot with Kith, which if these two end up together. Yeah, though I'm gonna, I'm gonna be upset. Yeah, I like. No, Jerry doesn't belong. Doesn't deserve to get what she wants after this season. I don't think. I don't know what you guys think. Um, I don't want Kith with Jerry at all. Uh, but I am also sick of everyone blaming Jerry for her husband's death. <laughs> oh no, I don't blame her for the husband. I just think Jerry has done some really shitty things and not just the husband like representing Salinger um uh, you know betraying Jessica in that way um just the way that she has gone about like approaching a kith after uh, like at the funeral or whatever it was for the husband like no not appropriate Jerry just things like that Jerry understands how to be appropriate like I think because it's not I feel like a lot of times she does things and she thinks that everyone does that and it's fine and it's like no that you're just a terrible person so that's why you think this is okay yeah yeah um and in these these uh episodes as well we get uh jerry's going to you know uh, as she says color outside the lines for kith because of this whole thing of investigating dimitri's tax evasion we hear that this dimitri is a piece of crap um but she's uh jerry's willing to do anything obviously to keep kith part of me wonders if jerry in in line with the escalation that trish seems to be going towards jerry is going to set trish on dimitri Mm. and have trish take dimitri out did that not already happen no I have a... She hasn't, no, she hasn't. She's asked Trish to go and get... But I, I, oh, I don't yes, mean yes. anything go and get his tax records. I mean go and kill him. Because uh-huh. if he's if he's dead, he'll be out of the picture. He won't be a problem anymore. Right, so she's just going to get tax records. That's okay then. Yeah. I, I wonder if she's <laughs> no, going to like do that. that from a exactly. simple HMRC transaction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, what's... Uh, uh, Malcolm... Is probably to a lesser extent of the sort of the addicts um, in this season. I mean, Jerry is sort of as bad as Jessica, but probably worse. She has gone through a bit of redemption the last um, since Malcolm left. Um, she's pulled away from the Salinger case. She's um, backed away from Jessica and Trisha's trauma, losing Dorothy. But now she's right back into sort of commissioning just one more job, just go and get yeah. some paperwork. And, um, and yeah, um, there was a line in one of these episodes where Jessica says something to her like, um, um, 
something about her sort of impending death and is that yeah. really the way you want that you know you want to behave and um yeah it's still a question that lingers over her yeah but Jer- i don't feel like jerry is doing how how she wants to be remembered she's still just worried about not dying alone and doing anything she can to get kith and i don't know i i'm I don't know. I don't know you, your guys' opinion on on Jerry. I kind of love Jerry and Malcolm into one because I'm like, I just don't get what's happening with these two characters, and I don't like either of them anymore yeah. in this season. And it sucks because I love Jerry, but I just I don't feel like I don't know how she's going to end end this season apart from being alone. That's the only way I can see her yeah. ending up. I quite liked um, that. I think there was potential, not that I quite liked it, in Malcolm's um, uh, dark side. Um, and of course, as part of that, we see him grow as a private investigator quite quite maturely. Um, mm-hmm. And he has seen to sort of, he's, he's, he's backed away from that, which I've enjoyed much more. Um, I, uh, yeah, it just makes for better screen. Yeah. Yeah, Ma- I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where Malcolm and Jerry's storylines are going to end this season. No, I can see kind of where Trish and Jessica might, but these two, I've like, I've got no idea where they're going, and I don't feel like they know what to do with them. I don't feel like they know what to do with Malcolm at the moment, um, which is a, is kind of a shame. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we'll yeah, maybe him and him and Barry will run off together and get married. And have lots of babies. I think Malcolm, Malcolm and Bunny. Uh, I keep calling her Bunny. Barry is uh, is just Malcolm's old uh, addictive personality kicking back in. Yeah. He's just in for a bit of self destruction. And we should say she goes by Brianna now again. She's Brianna. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I do like her. Uh, I think yeah, she's I, really funny, the actress. I actually she's feel great. bad for her getting involved with Malcolm. It's not like I think it's gross <laughs> that Malcolm is involved with her. I think it's sad that she's involved with Malcolm because yeah. he's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder if we'll see Zaya again or if that's the story. That story's just, that's it. It's yeah. done. I feel like well, that will be it, you know. We might not see her again. Any other notes on Malcolm and and Jerry, guys? I know we didn't go through sort of everything, but I didn't really feel like we had to because there's not really much there. This, these episodes are all about Jessica and Trish. Yeah. I have notes on that. Yeah, I don't have any more on them. No, I don't either. Let's get get skip past those then and do some fun stuff well any last notes guys on anything that we didn't cover before we do our thoughts on the episodes as a whole uh, um, a bit. i want to speak a bit more about trish and where she's been i think um looking back on season two the latter half uh with jessica's mother uh, trish jumped the shark the whole show seemed to jump the shark with her and this season there's been like in the first half, there's been real determined moves to sort of undo that to about the midway point when it's just become, it's been chipping away. It's been drama for drama's sake. Um, and it seems to be quite lazy writing. Um, 
I've, I've got my solution if Dorothy had to die, why not take that twist fight and twist and let that beat play out episodes earlier and see more of the grief process and the recovery and mm. uh, uh, Jessica bathing Trish, for example. Beautiful yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. And I think for me that's what the show is appeals why it appeals to me. Uh, the agenda, the respect people's boundaries, where they're at, how they need to heal, don't be invasive, support your friends. And that kind of comes up against the Marvel method of fight, twist, conflict, twist, fight. Um, mm-hmm. And it's yeah, it's not worked out so well, has it? Mm-hmm. Jessica is a damaged PI, we get it, but um, the appeal of the show is it's linked to our reality. Mm-hmm. Um, not the lies of contrived reason, which there's been a few in the plotting. Yeah, I think we. I think. Um, I think it. I know Brad disagreed with me last week, but I do feel like they are like a lot of the other seasons. This one does. The the storyline feels stretched, and they have to keep putting in. Um, you know, obviously, when they're trying to bring Salinger in, they have to keep putting in obstacles because it is 13 episodes, you know, and I feel like um, because of that, there's a lot of stuff that we don't necessarily need, but then there's stuff that I would like to see more of. I would like to see more of, like, Jessica and Trish's actual sisterly relationship before it's all going to fall apart, I guess, in uh, towards the end, because that's the only way I can see this season ending, is it all kind of falling apart. Well, and, and that that's why I hate that, because I do think that they've done a good job of, even with Trish killing um, Jessica's mom, they've done such a good job of rebuilding that relationship, mending it because they are sisters. And, and they've done that throughout the show with these two characters specifically. Like, we got to see the backstory of when Trish was on drugs and Jessica like kind of distanced herself, but then came back to her to help her out. Yeah. So we, we've seen like their relationship be able to take these wins and losses and still come out together. So for them to make it this big thing of, yeah, now that Trish is super powered, now they're going to be on opposing sides. I just, I, it, it doesn't ring true to those characters and it's right. really sad that if, if that's kind of the ending of this series, if that's how they they're, they're doing it. I would hope even if like Trish goes full on like big bad, like dark willow, yeah. they kind of can yes. somehow reconcile in some way. Yeah. I don't want them going out like hating each other and being complete enemies, you know, I killed your mom. Well, I killed your mom. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. square one. Um, hmm. oh. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we will. Let's have some Easter eggs, guys. Yes. Yummy, yum, yum, fun Easter eggs. I don't think there's that many for this week. And there's none as fun as the ones from last week, which you guys will hear, Will, if you listen to this episode. You missed out on all the fun facts about our friend Eric. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Those eggs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Easter eggs. These are from Den of Geek, as always. Uh, this. So one of the things it says is it says this episode may feature the most forced baseball metaphor in TV history. I I completely missed that, guys. What was it? Yeah, I don't know. 
Do you guys know? Uh, what's baseball? Like, I know, exactly. <laughs> we have rounders. <laughs> you know what rounders is, obviously. Yeah. Andy. Yeah. See, Tammy, rounders remember. is a thing. Mm. I don't remember any baseball metaphors apart from the baseball that was hitting him on the head at the end. Uh, but I was like, I could, I totally missed whatever this baseball metaphor was. Worst metaphor. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so they talk about uh, Dorothy's ringing cell phone brings us a return of Trish's awesomely bad 2000s pop hit, I Want Your Cray Cray, which obviously we know anyway. Uh, that red-headed wig on childhood Patsy for an audition seems like a reference to Hellcat's red hair in the comic, in addition to being a great way to showcase Dorothy's skills as a stage mum. Coupling it with that red overcoat also gives her a little orphan Annie vibe. Yeah. Uh, there's not really anything that much. I thought that little actress, though, she like her eyes especially looked just like uh, Trisha's. Yeah, really yeah. Good job. Oh yeah, she was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I liked her, and that's about all the Easter eggs. Like everything else is not really that relevant, or you know, even Den of Geek are like oh, this week with the Easter eggs. Yeah. Uh, but never mind. Now it's time to get to some quotes. Uh, Andy, do you want to go first? Do you have any quotes? Um, for 310, I've got, uh, great, she's talking shit at me from her will. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't... I don't have anything for 311. <laughs> for, for the, so, oh, snobs. the episode that shall not be named. <laughs> <coughs> Will. All snodge. Oh, yeah. Will, do you have any any awesome quotes? I don't know if they're awesome, but I have... Well, then you're uh, not allowed to say them. They must be oh, awesome oh. quotes only. <laughs> <laughs> That's <new>. <laughs> <laughs> um, If the new you was less of a sanctimonious asshole, then, I'll be, then it'll be an upgrade. <laughs> no, that was harsh. Uh, Tammy Tams. Yeah, I've got several, but uh, this is one. Uh, what are they looking for? The Lindbergh baby? <laughs> oh, I had that one as well. Yeah. I also just like in the scene with Jean, I can't remember if it's Trish or Jessica, but one of them goes, Not helping Jean. Yeah, think I about think it's Jessica. Jessica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Stupid Jean. I've also got Eric. Christ, this is so dicked up. I know. What the hell? Yeah, I was like, what is that? I've never heard that before. Yeah, I have that one as well. I've like barely got any quotes at all. I've got. I got. I want your cray cray. Oh yeah. (laughs) I want your cray cray. I've got the one from Omar, which I've already said. Yeah. I've got got Trisha's. Your wife beating was bothering me. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I don't have any. Obviously, the lyrics, it's Patsy, it's Patsy, really want to be your friend, hope this day will never end, it's Patsy, it's Patsy, really want to be a friend with you. I won't sing it. That would be terrible. As I said earlier, I'm pretty splenetic about these episodes. Um, <laughs> um, but the, the one thing that I've, uh, is, they're consistently doing well is the dialogue and the wit and that, and that's made it um, worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah, there's some it's good, yeah, good dialogue. I just yeah, we'll we'll talk about it when we rate them. Is that all of our quotes? 
let's do feedback first before we rate. Will, with your your beautiful dulcet tones, would you like to read an email from Alan? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We've got an email from Alan for both episodes. This is the one for episode 10. I'm putting in Skype now. It starts, hey, guys. Hey, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey. (laughs) Well, this episode was interesting. Not always good, but interesting. So it seems that any cop in New York who isn't corrupt or called Costa or Mahoney is an insufferable asshole. (laughs) Yeah. And that was before trying to arrest someone at their adopted mother's funeral. Jessica seems to have decided Eric is the killer and has done so so strongly that it becomes obvious he isn't the killer. (laughs) But we'll get to that. As much as I dislike Dorothy as a character... This episode does a phenomenal job of portraying Jessica's inner conflict over the death as well as the dual nature of Dorothy, which showed during that segment with the mourners at the funeral. I love the scene with her staring into the mirror. It's another interesting mm-hmm. parallel to Salinger. Yeah. Salinger uses a mirror to practice emotions when he feels none, whilst Jessica uses the mirror to help her suppress her emotions. After being phenomenal for the last few episodes and even being great for most of the show, boy, did Malcolm fuck up. It's nice to see Brianna back, and she looks very cleaned up. But come on, man, you don't skip out on a funeral. (laughs) And then we get to Jerry. To be fair, her scenes, Jessica, is quite good. Her scenes with Kith, however, what is the point of this? Why do I care (laughs) about these characters? And then Kith, the one innocent character, becomes complicit. The writing of Jerry has been shocking this season. Truly awful. I almost wonder if this is some long con to convince Jessica to kill her. Maybe she (laughs) should speak to Trish. It's an interesting theory. Yeah. Speaking of which, holy shit, Trish has fell off the deep end. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure that's how Alan meant it when he wrote I it. I love, love it. it. <laughs> I have a feeling when Jessica finds out she won't love it quite so much. Also, is Eric supplying Trish with victims or did she break into his place too? I would assume the latter, judging by his shock at Trish attacking Monterio. I, also, I kept forgetting Montero's name. I kept wanting to say Monsanto when we were doing the episode. Also, I'm interested to see what happens with Jessica now that she is under arrest. Anyway, I'll email again once I watch episode 11. And he did. Thank you, Alan. Tammy Tams, do you want to read the other one? It's quite short. You also have dulcet tones. Oh, why, thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm putting that one in Skype now. It says, starts with, hey guys, so is Cottonmouth. Hey guys, so is Cottonmouth a daywalker now? Nice. Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Also heard a rumor that Daredevil Kingpin will show up in the third Spider-Man movie. Damn it, stop giving me hope, internet. 
Seriously. Seriously. I just want it to happen. So uh, I think that um Claire's new boyfriend Tom Holland says no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask him next time we're on a date when we're holding hands eating spaghetti like they do in the tramp. Exactly. Uh, yeah. anyway, onto the episode. <laughs> this is the second <laughs> episode of season three from Trisha's perspective. Boy, did I prefer this one. I love it. Mm. Mm, you're wrong. Okay, we are. <laughs> we have a second villain. At first, I didn't understand why we kept flashing back, but at the end scene, I got it. I love the scenes with Eric. I did wonder if he would start following Trish for the high of feeling bad. Uh, the high of feeling bad people die. However, it looks like the that would be time. dark. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, God, what if, what if he starts like. What if he starts going to like uh, um, like executions and stuff, like just hanging around? Them? I mean, it is the way they kind of played it, though. Ooh, yeah, However, that's... it looks like the second time he realizes that he's put in what he's put into Trisha's head. At least Jessica has an alibi. Also, did I read the final scene right? Trisha's giving Eric a headache. Yes. Yep, that's how I took it. On a final note, wow! So for the first time in four, four to five episodes. This is a scene where Jerry was not unwatchable. Mm, okay. Mm, and, yeah. and manipulative as ever. So, is Jerry on the kill list? After Salinger, of course. And next week is your finale. Have fun, guys. Thanks, Alan. Thank you, Alan. Maybe Jerry is on the kill list. Well, she t- th- that was another line I wrote down, which was, she told her, I do go after bad people, remember that. Maybe Thanos is on the kill list, and that's actually how he got taken down. We just didn't see it in Endgame. Mm. Suspect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks, Alan. Uh, that is our feedback for the week. So now it is time to rate these episodes, guys. So uh, we rate them individually, and um, Andy, you are a special guest, so you can go first. Okay, I'm going to give uh, 310 uh, Hero Pants, five Salingers. <laughs> cool. That um, would be a, a bad elevator to be in with five Salingers. On <laughs> 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 311. Um, Is that five out of ten? Five out of ten, yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. And Hellcat gets four snunches. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So you really did not like these episodes? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, cool. Uh, William, what about you? Yes. Yeah, these were nuts. <laughs> no, the, you're meant uh... to go, Will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Will. <laughs> um <laughs> not the best week um the second episode especially was just you know it's hard for me to even get into it at all the first one was okay but still i think we probably other than maybe the funeral stuff we probably could have skipped these couple of weeks and would have been fine so i'll give the first one six and a half out of ten aforementioned detectives (laughs) <laughs> and the second one, four out of ten unneeded Trish flashback episodes. Wow. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. 
Terry Tamville. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm generous, I guess. Um, I, yeah, I, I definitely like the first of the two episodes better than the second one. Um, but even with the first episode, I think the only reason I did like it was because we got so much Jessica and actually seeing her emote other than anger. Mm -hmm. um, and it was, to me, just like ridiculously touching. And it was so, again, like I just thought it was so incredible to watch. Um, at the same time, her having to still be strong for her sister, strong for the, you know, still having to maintain everything on the outside and knowing this whole time she's having a complete meltdown and can't, yeah. can't express it. So I thought maybe it was just for the acting and some of the writing for her. Um, I gave it eight out of 10 memory boards. Oh, nice. God, and I just love, and I love the picture she chose and why she chose it. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah, I love, I, I agree. I think that bit was, was great. Uh, but the other episode, no, thank you. Uh, <laughs> it was, of, it, it wasn't even that it was too Trish heavy like I didn't mind that it's Trish although I'm not a fan of hearing all the Trish backstory but it was just a duplicate of the episode we just watched and it was like why? Why for the whole thing practically? <laughs> um, so and it I mean I agree with Josie like I thought the end was interesting but that's because that's when we finally got new information so uh, I gave it six out of ten. Surprise! It's the same episode we just watched. So. Not surprised, as in the little girl that uh, Trish was going to play. I mean, that is that is where I got it from. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I mean no no surprise, but uh, I'm going to give the first one uh, a little bit more than the second. Um, the first one, both these episodes, I kind of just felt a bit bored in them. I don't know if I'm just sleepy this week but i found them a little bit dull i thought a lot of it was filler which was a shame um i like the moments with salinger like when trish goes to confront him because i like him as a villain but we didn't get enough of him um malcolm i just i don't even i i, I just can't i just can't malcolm okay. i can't um yeah i'm gonna give the first episode uh, I'm going to give it 7 out of 10 uh, Smith's concerts that took place in the multiverse, apparently. Uh, and I'm going to give the second episode uh, 5 out of 10 Hellcat. Hell no! <laughs> yes, it's my joke from earlier. But who cares? <laughs> So that gives episode 10 an average of 6.625 out of 10 and episode uh, 11 an average of 4.25 out of 4.75 out of 10. The that's the lowest episode in a long long time. Yeah. Yikes. Oh cool. Uh, right guys, now we need to talk about what's going to happen next week in our grand finale last episodes ever guys of uh, any of the Marvel Netflix shows. I know. Yeah. It's yeah. sad. So, uh, episode 12 is called, aka, A Lot of Worms. As Trish makes a move on Salinger, oh, there we go, Jessica intervenes and ends up courting in a harrowing dance with a serial killer. 
Oh, Ooh, oh I wonder. I, I wonder if it's a tango. I like Hello, dancing. is it a tango or is it like a, a pasodoble? <laughs> 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 uh, and episode thirteen is AKA everything. An old friend visits Jessica as she sets out on an agonizing mission and learns the true cost of being a hero. Luke, the Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> oh god I, I i i know who the i know who it is and i'm excited is, is it oscar Ooh, uh, <laughs> oscar, yeah, it's oscar. <laughs> oscar and Vito finally show back up in the last episode <laughs> that and like i don't know if it, i i don't know much about this episode i know uh i know who the person visiting is but for the first time ever i don't know everything in the finale but that that title like everything and the fact that it says like Jessica learns the true cost of being a hero. For some reason, that's just made me think of uh, of uh, Avengers uh, Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, you know, where Gamora says to Thanos, "What did it cost?" and he says, "Everything." Yeah, I feel like it's maybe going to be in that. Wait, they're going to do it. That is Thanos, yeah, is Thanos going to come and visit her? Yeah, Thanos, <laughs> Thanos is an old friend. Old friend, <laughs> hey, Jessica. Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't Jill. seen you for a while. I thought I'd pop by and give you back these DVDs <laughs> that I borrowed. <laughs> I mean, if it's, well, a, if, it's a, if it's in a different universe, why not, right? Yeah, anything can happen. <laughs> yeah. Do, uh, can you tell me if um, the cancellation order came through before episode thirteen? Uh, do you know if they will have adjusted to that? Or? Uh, I don't know. Actually, I feel like I think the writing was on the wall. At that point, I don't think it was officially cancelled when they filmed it, but um, the hints were. I think I think they wanted Disney. to like wrap everything up. Yeah, yeah, I think they wanted to wrap everything up anyway because of um, because it was Melissa Rosenberg's like last season. So I think even if all right, uh, they weren't seeing it as a series uh, as a series finale, they were kind of maybe maybe doing it as a soft series finale because of the fact it was like the third you know the third season and she was leaving and that that's how i i understand yeah. anyway uh right okay. thanks so much andy for coming on thank you sorry oh, it was very much for terrible having me. episodes uh where can people find you online um i'm at andrew luke on twitter andy hyphen luke.com um on facebook too much um i'm doing a, a few things next month of of a bit of note um oh i have a patreon patreon.com andy luke i write full-time that's my thing and also make comics and there's been a lot of really good material this year um on the first of august i'm releasing my new existential horror novella um <laughs> called thor's day in juno Set in an Ireland, set in Ireland, where on an island, where a mathematician is charged with recreating the calendar, and he starts to go mad and sees ghosts, uh, <laughs> and that nice. will that will come out. Uh, that's a that's a good sort of advance for Patreon readers. Well, in advance, I think I'm going to have a print copy out at um, Belfast's TitanCon event which is the 22nd to the 24th of August. TitanCon has a bid for Eurocon this year. Um, and I will be interviewing um, one of my favourite 
comic book writers, um, James Roberts, who mm-hmm. did uh, Transformers More Than Meets the Eye and Lost Light and has his new series, um, Starkeria Quest, debuting that week. And we've gotten special advanced copies of that. So I'm very nervous. Uh, James is just absolutely phenomenal writer. Um, I hope you'll go and check his stuff if you haven't read it. Nice. Awesome. Thanks for the other standard plug. <laughs> That's all right. No worries. <laughs> um, Will, what have you been up to this week that you want to to plug? What big gay things have you been doing? Oh, nothing <laughs> worth plugging. There's a, um, I think Spartacast will be coming back in a few. We have like two, epi- two or three episodes left and then will be done. What Aww. have I done this week? I don't know if I've done anything this week. <laughs> <laughs> You've been too busy doing other stuff. Yeah, resting and uh, stuff. Uh, Tammy Tams, what about you? Uh, we've still got uh, Village Fashion Center going on just for a couple more weeks, really, uh, just through the end of August, and that's it. And then we'll let you guys know soon what our next podcast will be. We've already determined to show we're just <laughs> batting around some names uh so we've got that going yes. on and then uh we've got absolutely true true crime a deadly serious podcast where we talk about true true crime and we're deadly serious about it and we've got that one we're going to be recording next week a new episode next so, week i think yeah mm-hmm. yeah so lucy moderat's uh, yeah. case yeah it's a it's a pretty intense case what a kook that that lady was so we'll, <laughs> we'll be talking about that so that's exciting nice cool and i have nothing to plug because i was not on village fashion center this week but you are so, usually on it so i'm usually on it yes i'm usually on it but i'm very excited about the show we'll be doing next uh you may not guess what it will be but i think it will be fun <laughs> Stay tuned. In a few weeks, we'll, we'll uh, announce what it is, probably on our, our Facebook and our Twitter. There might be tie-ins with the new Broadway musical movie that will be coming out. <laughs> there might be. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. We, we would be a lion if we didn't say there was that, Terry. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that main event oh dear. coming soon. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, dear. Uh, we'll talk to tell you guys what it is when we're not recording tomorrow. <laughs> um, so that's it for this week. Uh, Andy, you're our guest, so you get to take us out with an Excelsior. Or you can just sing It's Patsy if you like. <laughs> <laughs> Excelsior. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!